Good morning. And we have quite another gorgeous autumn day here. I'd like to highlight a few things about the instructions and then uh, see if there's questions that you might have. You'll notice often in the ways that we do the guided instructions, there are a few discrete pieces. And uh, often the first piece is an arriving that will have to do with really making sure we're awake and relaxed in our bodies, that our senses are awake, so that we can really listen to and feel the life that's here fully. And because we're often so disembodied, it's worth the time to really make sure you're here. Um, The second part is to, to then sense a place that we might rest our attention to further gather, collect, quiet, deepen presence. For most people, not everyone, but most people having a chosen anchor really makes a difference to have in the foreground. There's some people that let their anchor be whatever's predominant moment by moment by moment. Okay? Once there's that collecting, some level of quieting, collecting, the practice is to include whatever reality is unfolding it, and whatever's predominant. So when there's something strong that comes up in the field of awareness, to let that be included. And, and that means that rather than a primary focus on an anchor, that recedes a bit into the background. And you just be with the waves of the moment, with these two wings that we've been describing of noticing what's happening and allowing it, just letting it be. Sometimes what's arising in the present moment that's calling your attention will be tangly and difficult, in which case then you would be bringing a more deepening the attention with some of the skillful means that we've been exploring these last few nights. So you, you might very intentionally recognize and allow and, and investigate and, and bring a nurturing. That's a part of the meditation. When what's arising is tangly, we untangle by deepening attention. And then when it's no longer calling our attention, there's a, a value just coming back, resting again, collecting with the breath or your anchor, and then something else comes. And, and that way, we're developing this capacity to include and be with life. So just to respond to some questions that have come up in the last two days in groups and so on, the goal of meditation is not to keep the mind on the breath or to get rid of thoughts. If you're at war with thoughts, you're going to be at war for the rest of your life. It's just, they just happen. It's more to, there's a natural noticing of the thoughts and to develop the capacity to not be lost in them to wake up and discover what's beyond that mind globe of, uh, you know, shaken up mind globe of snowflakes and just sense, ah, okay, there's space. There's quietness. It's possible. So the purpose is not to be with the breath or an anchor. The purpose of having an anchor is there's several different values and they're all really, really important. And one is it does help you to know Notice when you've left and gone into thoughts. It helps you to have a place to come back to. And then one stream of practice is to really have a continuous attention there 
and deepen samadhi, which is a collectedness and a quietness that brings great peace. That supports you in being able to really notice what's going on, which is the goal of practice. The goal of practice is reality, is to directly, immediately apprehend and live and be reality, to be at home, at home in existence. So just to know how to skillfully use that anchor and then be able to let go and open to what's arising is really important in your practice right now. The last thing I'll say is you noticed at the end I invited uh, just to let go of any doing. And I'd really like to encourage you if you find the mind is quieting some to explore what happens when you just stop any idea of your meditating or trying to do anything or make anything happen, which is, gets in the way anyway. One way of understanding meditation is that we meditate to wake up out of the, any sense of a meditator. So the most direct and powerful way to cut through that deep illusion that there's somebody meditating is to stop doing just rest in beingness. Okay, so uh, her hand went right up. <laughs> Thank you. This has to do with the question of continuity, which has been brought up several times. And I'm interested in the continuity of successfully being in presence, successfully being aware, being conscious. I'm not interested in the successful, in the um, continuity of the attempt to be conscious or the continuity of the intention. I'm interested in the actual success of it. And I'm interested in it in small time periods, not like all day or, or even hours at a time, but just seconds at a time, can tens you, of seconds. And if you just say a little more, what have you noticed so far for yourself in that kind of more momentary, discrete continuity? What, what are you discovering and yes, wondering? Yes, that's, that's what I was about to say, which is that, no, I don't notice that it's happening. And I also notice that uh, other people, teachers, when they talk about this, are sometimes quite at pains to make clear that they also do not experience this for periods of, uh, of tens or hundreds of seconds. And when I look into the literature all the way back to Buddha, he doesn't seem to say that he experiences it for tens or hundreds of seconds. That was, I was surprised that he didn't do that, but he doesn't. I'm not talking about mythological material now, yeah. or, you know, in non-credible sources, but I'm talking about just mundane saying, I had, I had you know, oatmeal for breakfast and I was successfully present for periods of several minutes, something like that. I, I just don't see that. And if that, if that is not actually... A, a possible way, way human beings are set up to have, then attempting to achieve it, well, it's meaningless because it's not, not the possibility of success. There's no possibility of failure. So what I'm asking you, it's really a very simple question, is is there this actuality of continuous presence for periods of tens, dozens of seconds or not? Okay, so I, I hear your question, and I also, just if you'll keep the, uh, the mic for a second, I also hear the frustration in the question. I want to acknowledge that, as if there's been some uh, possibility put out there that may not be really 
possible and and it's keeping a, it's keeping us trying for something and feeling like we're failing and kind of a false premise and I just want to check in with you is that yeah. going on for you yes it was a great relief to me when I um, came to this conclusion that probably my feeling of failure when I would wake up suddenly come awake right uh, that I had failed to be continuously present it was a great relief to me to say, oh, well, this is not even possible. It looks like, empirically. And so I did feel this feeling of relief. But I wanted to check it with you because you have more experience. And you may say to me, yes, you did fail. Uh, <laughs> yes, Bruce. So that's why I'm asking you the question, yeah. is the whether way, it is possible or not. I just want to say that's not my reputation to say you failed. But... <laughs> I understand there would be yeah. bad reasons for saying it failed. But if, it, if it's a failure, if, it's, if it doesn't exist, then there isn't any failure. Okay, there's no so, so there, there's a kind of um, a good news, bad news. And the, I'll start with the bad news is, the bad news is that there's no, um, in this universe, objective standard saying, here's, what, here's what's true that you can do. Different, you'll hear different people saying, here's my experience, and that's the most that could ever be honest. And I want to stay in integrity here. Like I could never, I could say for myself, there's no question that forgetting keeps happening. So if that's any encouragement, I'd, that's part of the reality I experience is that um, the mind drifts, there's a forgetting of the what's here, and then there's a returning, and that for me, in a way, the, the whole path is this kind of forgetting and remembering and more and more kind of getting the knack of pathways to remembering and total forgiveness and inclusion and allowing of the forgetting. So I really appreciate kind of what you're finding for yourself, and it feels like it's got a lot of integrity, which is don't set, don't set a standard. Just stay with what actually happens. And what's actually happening is, yeah, there's a forgetting. And then there's that, ah. And then really appreciate that and live that as fully as possible. And not to have a good, bad, right, wrong, success, failure in the background that adds on to what's actually happening. So thank you so much for your... Good, good answer. <laughs> yes, I succeeded. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. Good morning. There's a, there's a tendency when I'm meditating to want to get closure on just about everything that comes up <laughs> and feel like I can just check the box and, okay, I don't have to go back to that. And I know that's not really realistic, but sometimes, uh, you know, if there's loose ends or it's not a, a clean break, but then my attention goes somewhere else, Sometimes I kind of, I don't want to say spoil, but sometimes I do spoil it because I want to go back to what wasn't finished as opposed to just going where my attention is taking me. Any thoughts? Well, it's a really good question because behind it there's an agenda and you're noticing that, that you, that you have an agenda because you want to fix things or close up things or solve things or in some way um, feel a sense of closure means that check, you've completed and achieved something. And just to know that, because that's not the way reality works. You know. But it's the way my mind is wired. Exactly. And that's what's really important, is that you're just noticing that. 
So when you, something comes up, let's say an issue comes up and you feel like you haven't fully been with or worked out something and then something else calls your attention, just to include in awareness that sense of the kind of grasping back to, to something. What really matters here is that we keep including in awareness what's happening, not the actual what, what the actual content is. That's where the real radical shift is. And I'll just bring this, because they're really both questions have something to do with achieving and getting somewhere. And it's really important for all of us because we, it's very deep in our brains that we're monitoring and evaluating how we're doing. And that's part of that doing self I was describing. And it's not that we can get rid of that, but the more you become aware of that, uh, that place in you that wants to feel good about yourself, wants to feel like something happened, wants to feel like you did it right, the more that's included in awareness, the less you're identified with the doer. Does that make sense? If you can notice that that's happening? Because the real freedom here is a shift in identity, where we shift from the meditator that's trying to get somewhere to that awareness that's including the kind of layers that you just described. Okay, so thank you so much for, for bringing that one in. I appreciate it. <laughs>